never say die! Going on 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14, episode 148. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And whether you call it barbecuing, cooking out, frying out, I don't actually care if you put ketchup on your hot dog, but if I see it happening, I will secretly judge you. That explains so much. I will vocally judge you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't put ketchup on anything. See, I figured if any one of us would have a problem with that statement, it would be you. Yeah. Ma- I, put ma- maybe I put mayonnaise on my hot dog, so. so. What? Yeah. What? That, that's yeah. a little weird. Dude. <laughs> I put I mean, it on my bratwurst. That's a Chicago thing. I, I think, like, I don't know. I, I don't think I've had ketchup on a hot dog since I was a very small child. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a very much a no-no in Chicago. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll get you thrown out of some places. Like True. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> You know who else gets thrown out of Chicago? The Podcast Collective. Al Capone. <laughs> Al Capone. <laughs> yes. What just happened there? <laughs> I got thrown out of Chicago. So if you're I looking s- for some other podcasts... <laughs> you could... uh, just trying to slap the segue down, that's all I'm trying to yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, Thank you for Yeah, that. you're trying to get business done, we'll have none of that. Yeah, we're... <laughs> Forget that this helping a fellow podcast. But you can, oh, 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 But if you'd rather listen wow. to podcasts than get any business done, you can go to the Podcast Collective wow. and listen to such shows as the Bad Parenting Podcast, On the Block, No Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, Joel's Own, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Mint in Box Cast, or Tales from the Hard Side. And Joel's new show, I Just Became a Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I I feel like like I'm playing Sims and Gandhi just nuked the shit out of me. Well, that's great. because The one guy I didn't expect to take that shot at me. Like, wow. (laughs) Gandhi's not in the Sims. Uh, Awesome. No, but Baby Barbecue is. Joel's Mm. just saving it up from last week. I actually got (laughs) comments that we were rough on Joel last week. Oh shit! They should better never see us uh, live then. That would. <laughs> um, so yeah. Good thing there's no footage of us in college. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to go back and check out those shows where we mock Joel mercilessly on occasion, you can check out our archives on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Talkshow, and other fine podcasting directories. Yeah, and uh, you can also get in touch with us by calling seven zero eight now rap. That's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. And I said that like there was something else after it. There right? <laughs> well, I mean, you could let them know that you can. they can email us at 40go14 at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14. Yeah. And you know, oh, if you wanted to do that. I want, I want to put a uh, shout out to a new fan, David Schollenberger. Hey, David. Hey, David. Yeah, we'll have those uh, first 30 episodes up as soon as we can. Uh, otherwise, like we said on Facebook, uh, just check them out on TalkShoe. The entire archives are up there while we're still rebuilding the RSS. Mm-hmm. Just, or just wait, meatbag, one or the other. <laughs> wait, meatbag? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, there's that. Became, you know, he, he can he can wait for us to upload them, or he can go over there. I mean, there's that customer service and business savvy that Patrick is famous for. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly have completely thought about changing my 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 truck into like an Ed DeBevix <laughs> resort type of thing where we just insult everybody that comes to the truck. And it changed the name. It's going to be Cheese Sandwich. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy, ride this. <laughs> Well, I think it's about that time. Oh, yeah. This week in music, movies, and TV.
please tell me you said and pork. <laughs> it's the barbecue cooking out show. All right. Nice. So uh, this weekend, October 15th, 1996, a mere month past last week's tweet. Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's all right. So the number one song in the land is... You got to tell them why. Oh, well, there's the opening of the first Famous Daves in Wisconsin. Before they got to be crappy. Yeah, they used to... That's uh, the only barbecue place I've ever worked at. Famous Daves? Honestly, like, all of the really big chains I found have dropped off. Famous Daves, Carson's in Chicago... When I when I first worked at Fame when I was working at Famous Dave's back in the early nineties or late nineties, I mean, uh, it was it was really good. Yeah, I remember we when we found it in Chicago because you know being a Kansas City transplant, I was always looking for a good barbecue, and and when we finally found it in in Chicago when it hit Illinois, it was like wow, this is great. And then I went there a couple times in the past few years here, and it's just terrible now. <sighs> Sorry. All right, so that 1996 opening of First Famous Dave's, what was that number one song, Mike? was the Macarena by Los Del Rio. Patrick's Patrick favorite Pony song. Macarena. <laughs> hey, this is heinous. <laughs> <laughs> so also in music and in Madonna, she gives birth to her firstborn <laughs> on October 14th, Lords, with her trainer, Carlos Leon. That's Nobody thought that Madonna was going to have a baby with just some random dude. Ironically, no epidural was needed. <laughs> Lord just walked out. Right. Hey, what's up? Ironically again? Yes. <laughs> if we learn nothing? I used it correctly. <laughs> you keep using that word. I don't know think it means what you think it means. I used it correctly that time. You used it more correctly. It was more gooder. Shut up. <laughs> So movies, The Ghost in the Darkness is the number one movie in the land, and then gets knocked off by Sleepers. That's a real feel, a good movie. Feel good summer right there. Ghost in the Darkness is some good stuff. I've never yeah. seen it all the way through. No, I've never seen it. Period. It's the one real of lions are at the field yeah. museum. Yeah, it's one. Of, actually, I think it's one of Val Kilmer's better movies. Yeah, I've seen bits of it. It's uh, one of my wife's favorite movies, but uh, I haven't seen it all the way through. It's a crazy story. I mean, it's 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 done pretty well. I mean, it's not a bad flick. Yeah, uh, other it's movies. Not as good as Sleepers, though. No, I have not seen Sleepers. Oh, yeah. you should definitely see it. It's good. That's very good. It's a great endorsement right there. Uh, other movies released this week include The Long Kiss Goodnight, otherwise known as Wow, She's Cute Blonde, <laughs> The Trees Lounge. What? Oh, so good. Yeah. Steve Buscemi uh, wrote and directed it with his uh, brother. Really? Yeah, all about a dive bar. I watched really? it together. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Really, really good. And cool. We watched it at the house together. Okay. Yep. Chloe, 70. Uh, Swingers, one of my favorite movies, uh, with Vince Vaughn when he was 12. Because you're so money. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a great movie. And the, and the, the I, love, I love how, like, uh, at the end of the movie, the callback when he calls him Double Down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, oh, the acronym of the week. Apparently, somebody's extremely angry at Josh. <laughs> Meh. Because the acronym of the week is TGOH37B. Of course, that's testicular gonorrhea on her 37th baboon. <laughs> she had 36 before that one? <laughs> yeah. The last one got testicular gonorrhea. It's a sad story. In a row? <laughs> no, that's, that's actually to Jillian on her 37th birthday. Another feel-good movie. I think Never I'd rather watch it. a baboon. <laughs> I'd rather watch a baboon get VD. <laughs> <laughs> There's of course, you say that, that about a lot of things. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for Oh, there it goes. No. Um... Lois Lane and Clark Kent get married on October 6th. Okay, when you did the tweet, that is, it's in movies, so to clarify, it was a TV show, Lois and Clark. It was a comic book. 
but I didn't know where to throw it. Oh, okay. Oh. That's why I was like, was this a film? Yeah. Yeah. No, it just, it just I thought it was, a pro, you know, appropriate <laughs> to the cast of the podcast, I guess. To okay, it. no. Okay. No, that's fine. I, I was just curious exactly where it was, because I'm a Marvel guy, so... Yeah, not in the movies. It just happened in the comics. Lois Lane versus Clark Kent, <laughs> coming October sixth. Baboon free. <laughs> so TV, <laughs> the top shows of the time are uh, the usual ER, Friends, and Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, pretty obvious. I'm tossing in yet another thing I have never seen. What's yeah. that? Never seen an episode of ER. Huh? Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I, don't think I have either. It's one of those where it's like. It doesn't bother me that you haven't seen it. Like it's not like, oh, dude, you have to go out and see it now. But it's a little surprising. Yeah, just never got into it. Lots I think of... I've seen some of the episodes from the first season, just because I mean they were just everywhere. Lots but... of uh, famous faces came through on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Rocket Romano, one of the surgeons, was uh, the the little redheaded bad guy in RoboCop. I can't think of his name in the movie now. The guy who got liquefied? Yes, and in this movie, he gets a helicopter dropped on him. Or on the TV show, he gets a helicopter dropped yeah. on him. Yeah, in a rather ridiculous death. Yes. Is that Kurt? No, 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 not Kurt no. Smith. Oh, okay. Oh, no, not Bob. No, he, he was one of the, the henchman lackeys of Kurt Smith. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. Cool. All right, so uh, on October 7th, News Corporation launches the Fox News Channel as a 24-hour news channel to compete against CNN. That's all we have to say about that. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and then, born in 1908 in Chicago to Austrian Jewish immigrants, Maury Amsterdam began working in vaudeville in 1922 as a straight man for his older brother's jokes. He was working in a speakeasy operated by Al Capone when he moved to California and worked writing jokes after being caught in the middle of a gunfight. Ow. I just, the whole, that whole image just went up in my head for a second there. <laughs> How cool is that, though? Maury Amsterdam knew Al Capone. I know. that's. Cr- I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't and left the life because he f- was afraid he was going to get shot at again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was best known for his character Buddy Sorrell on the Dick Van Dyke Show and told his last joke on October 28th at the age of 88. Respectable. 88 is a good age. Yep. That's up there enough. Especially having to yeah. live the life he did. Surviving working for Al Capone? Good on you. Can you imagine the stories he had? He, he used to tell all the time? Oh, my God, yeah. I don't think I'll make it to 88, and all I have to survive is Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Are they being fired at you? Sometimes. Did Twinkie the kid have guns? <laughs> Did he? I don't know. Uh, on October 12th, the RuPaul show premiered. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> it's... Um, sports. Oh, man, got happy with the sports today, huh? <laughs> on October, it is summer. Yeah. On October 13th, in the final game of the American League, Cha- League Championship, American Leaf Championship, <laughs> the New York Yankees beat the Baltimore Orioles four games to one as they combined to tie a playoff record of six home runs in the game. On October 17th, in the National League Championship, the Atlanta Braves beat the St. Louis Cardinals four games to three. There you go. Also on October 13th, Nick Lowry of the New York Jets kicked his 374th career field goal to break Jan Stenerud's. Stenerud. Stenerud. Yeah, Jan Stenerud. Yeah. Jan Stenerud. Uh, NFL record. He finished his career with 383 field goals, which is currently 10th of all time. That's a fucking lot. That is a yeah. lot. There was of field goals. no asterisks, asterisks, asterisks in that uh, sentence. But wait, there's more. No wickets. No wickets yet. 84 people are killed and more than 180 injured as 47,000 football fans attempt to squeeze into the 36,000 seat Estadio Matarras Flores in Guatemala City on October 16th. Jeez. I mean, that's pretty good i I mean considering they overshot by eleven thousand. i was gonna say that means they successfully (laughs) stacked over ten thousand people 
and only 180 got hurt. All right. I call that a win. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's got to be a little bit of carnage. You can't, can't make an omelet without breaking some people. No, no. That's just, like, wow. dude, I don't want an omelet at anything that, where you're cooking. The Spanish omelet. <laughs> and Look, I, I have the people right here. No, <laughs> cool. I, I'll take pancakes. <laughs> I bet you're wondering what happened this year in the world of cricket. Oh, I am. Well, on October 20th, Wasim Akram and Sakrin Moshtush. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it says. That was pretty close, yeah. Moshtak. Get, cricket, gr- get uh, cricket test record 313 for eighth wicket. Bum, bum, bum. And Wasim Akram scoring 257 with 12 sixes versus Zimbabwe at Shekapura. What's a sixes? I don't know. See, they're doing it again. We're getting new yeah. words. They had to throw in a new thing. Twelve he got 12 sixes. sixes. Twelve sixes, that means you get four ladies. That's a lot of beers. That's 72 virgins. <gasps> I, I don't even know what test record 313 for eighth wicket means. Maybe I'm that's a that's score? some kind of abbreviation. Well, may- eighth wicket. No, I, I can't puzzle it out. Like, I thought I knew all of those terms, but I, I don't know how that sentence works. I wonder I'm going to throw a flag on the play. If we can find a cricket match somewhere in Indy when we're all together. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Usually it's uh, struggling to find any more time than, like, finding a hamburger. Right. <laughs> we go to I the concierge. I would guarantee that you could find a cricket board game faster than you could find an actual cricket game. We go to the concierge. Are there any good cricket matches happening <laughs> around Indiana right now? How about rugby? You got rugby going on? <laughs> oh, wait, there's a cricket game called Test Match. Oh, no. There's no, actually... the test matches are, like, non... They're, they're, they're non... Um, they're, first of all, it's test matches are country versus country. They're they're not like pro matches. They're amateur, I think, and they don't. I don't know. Are you trying to make it make sense? <laughs> I'm running out of shit. That I were know. you making that up, or did you kind of know uh, that? No, I mean I know that like a test match is something different than like a normal match, but I don't really know what the difference. So it's kind of like the army versus navy game, except it's country versus country. Yeah, kind of. Where it only sort of counts. It's more for pride. Right. I mean, it, it's almost like a because um, huh. it's not like World Cup or anything like that. But you know, it's it's its own thing where it's not it's not like you know. Real Madrid and you know and you know Manchester United or anything like that. It, it's their own separate thing that they don't belong to any clubs. Hmm. And I think it's country based, hmm. but I'm not 100. percent In in just googling cricket board games, I found <laughs> something called Minden playing card cricket. It looks like what uh, Stratomatic is that the name? Oh yeah, Do you yeah. remember that the the baseball game where you yep. play the cards? It looks like that. They have like different card packs for like specific teams. The Ashes series set, Botham's 1981. The 19- is it like like Stratomatic, where it costs like a billion dollars. <laughs> uh, well, the startup set is uh, thirty-four pounds, and each booster pack is nine fifty, three fifty. Yeah, thirty-four pounds oh, of what? So many sticky wickets. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys have any idea how much a set of Stratomatic baseball costs now. But it's like well over. No, like just like the new set. Like if you go to a board game store and special order Stratomatic baseball, it's well over a hundred dollars. Jesus, what happened? I don't know. I think that uh, maybe the printing costs. Uh, you could probably get it online for cheaper. Yeah, and get it fourteen. Makes me long for the days of the electronic football. Remember that? <laughs> wow! Oh my God! You're like eighty bucks for a bunch of notepads. Yeah, you, even online, it's not cheap. Huh. Yeah, it's sixty bucks if you get it directly from their website. Wow! All right. Well, dun dun dun. Barbecue. 
cooking out, grilling out. I've never heard it. What did you say? Frying out? Yeah, that's that's a Sheboygan thing. Really? Yeah, fry out. Well, then it doesn't count. I thought it was grilling out. It's frying out. There is no such place as Sheboygan. <laughs> a creature ate it. <laughs> so how many of monster. us? How many of us was cooking out a regular thing at home when you were growing up? Oh yeah, living in Texas, yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure living in Kansas City, Joel will be the same. Uh, oh, good. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, my my mom never grilled out. Then we had to go to the neighbors who had a little grill um, when they, when we wanted to do that, or we'd go to a restaurant, you know, barbecue joint or whatever. Wow, you didn't yeah. have a grill? No, not until I hit uh, uh, college, like post, just slightly. Well, after I got married, then started grilling at that point. Yeah, he had a bad street credit rating, so they repossessed his grill. Yes. <laughs> that was lame, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> My dad um, fell into the whole, you know, in Texas, every man has to know how to smoke and how to grill and how to do any, you know any kind of cooking with fire. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like, you know, accentuate, you know, how that it, it's, that's kind of perpetuated throughout, you know, all of America. Well, it's even more down here in Texas. You know, it's like, I mean, people like post pictures of Facebook on their grill, you know, of what their grill is. Like, I just bought this, you know, beauty, and they're spending like $1,000 on a on a grill huh. and, co- you know, cooking up like 50 pounds of meat when there's you know, only two people living in the house. And so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I could cook a whole side of beef at once in this thing. I was like, yeah, but it's, you know, you're never going to eat it all. I caught a whole cow cooking live. <laughs> so gas or charcoal? Well, I, I can remember very clearly the old standard... We had a gray kettle grill, the wood handle on the lid, and my dad always used Kingsford charcoal briquettes. Nice. I had the, like, matches and a bottle of lighter fluid, which I have since learned that's why everything tasted like lighter fluid. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we had charcoal grill, old um, Weber, black Weber grill, you know, standard. We used to, we had a uh, back back porch patio on, uh, on our house, and I would always be the one to start the grill because... I was a little pyromaniac growing up, <laughs> and, and it took hey, me. Michael, a... we already ordered pizza. It's like I'm just gonna start the grill. <laughs> we're making lobster. What the hell? <laughs> but Don't no, worry, Ma, I got the grill going. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I remember starting up the grill. It was like on oh, the charcoal, <laughs> probably. Yeah, and if one of the one of the you know you make the little pyramid, right? You know, make the pyramid. And then it's like, well, you know, what if what if little charcoals falls off the pyramid? I better put some on the sides too, all around the side. And of course, you had that that crust of uh, ash that would absorb all the lighter fluid, and then throw the match in from about four feet away, and you get that. <laughs> yeah, with your hair, you have to. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, then, you know, after a while, you know, my dad came over. And he's like, "Look, you got to stop doing that." Because <laughs> look up, and on the on the wood, the balcony above me, where we had the for me lighting the thing. This probably, I want to say, center side, probably about three inch wide, but burnt side, like like has been actually contact with fire, about maybe two feet wide, circled directly above the grill where I had <laughs> flame. Like that doesn't have to be directly related. Yeah, it just it could just have been a random solar flare. <laughs> You're like Matthew. Why don't you, why don't you, you check do? the wiring in that part of the house to see if there's not a burn up there? <laughs> Yeah, so then I had to like I had to tone down the grill. In the meantime, you just you keep squeezing the lighter fluid off the side. It's like Michael, you need to stop. You're setting the house on fire, and it's Christmas. <laughs> Get the turkey carcass and hang it, please. <laughs> um, well, I never even knew that the 
the gas grills were even a thing because anytime that I was somewhere where they were having a, you know, a cookout in or at the neighbor's house, it was always charcoal. And so for me in my mind, when I started grilling myself, I, I saw no other option and I still don't. I still don't believe in propane. And propane accessories. <laughs> you don't necessarily need propane. I mean, once I got to the uh, college years, when I'd go home to my dad's place in LaGrange, they had a gas grill, and it was just uh, the gas line from the house had a line that went straight into the gas grill. So you'd walk to the front, you'd hit the starter button, make sure the gas was on, and it start right up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've, I mean, we consider doing that. that for our house here, but we'll get to that in the now. Yeah, yeah. So was it a regular thing? I mean, was it like every weekend, you know, they were grilling outside, or is it... I would say probably once a week my dad either grilled or smoked something. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know the difference between a griller and a smoker, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, my, dad had, my, my dad had a smoker that he'd been uh, had been seasoning for like uh, 15 years, whatever. <laughs> 20. I mean, it, it had been a long, long time he'd been using the smoker, and he was, I mean, he made the best smoked briskets and it would, it would be like a 24 30 hour process wow, you'd be waking wow. up in the middle of the night go out and check the brisket and stoke the fire mm. and all this kind of stuff i mean he took it real seriously and they were just damn delicious with a really nice smoke ring on them and just mm. a nice crunchy outer layer and everything oh. mm. recently i learned how to uh, smoke meat using just a kettle grill oh nice, nice. So yes. what happened to the smoker? Oh, it's funny you should ask that. Um, oh. There's a story there, yeah. Um, my mother, this was, uh, gosh, six, five, six years after they had gotten divorced. She was down for Christmas visiting, and I was down for Christmas visiting. Um, cause I think I lived in Vegas at the time. And my mom went out to, to put some stuff on the grill for dinner. And she went out, first of all, to, to preheat the, you know, get the grill going and everything. I think this is going to be like a leg lamp story. <laughs> and uh, I look out at one point and I notice she's not anywhere, because the grill was right outside on the patio, whereas the smoker was, like, off, like, you know, towards the back of the yard, um, just away from everything, you know, you, you know, across the yard and everything. So I look out and I see, you know, out the window and I see that she's not at the grill or anything. I'm like, what's going on? And I go and I open up the door and I look out. And there's just like a 20-foot plume of fire coming out of the smoker. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. My mother had thrown charcoal into the smoker and lit it, and all the seasoning, all the fat, all everything just oh. caught fire. That oh. smoker went up in a ball of just mighty flame. Oh, that had to smell amazing. And the look on my dad's face when he walked outside and saw his smoker up in flames, he was just, he was just heartbroken. He's just, oh, <laughs> And he never made another brisket again. Oh, no. Oh, that sucks. Gosh. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Way to bring up that memory, Joel. <laughs> well, I, I was going to tell the story anyway. So. I'm physically in pain right now. That's awful. <laughs> it was just beautiful that you asked me that because I was going to tell that story anyway. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so what was the food that you guys made the most? For us, it was burgers. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Burgers and brats. Yeah. Like, burgers and hot dogs were always on the grill if the grill was going. Yeah, burgers and hot dogs for sure. Uh, burgers more than anything else, but hot dogs are a close second. Absolutely. Okay, when it comes to grilling hot dogs, do you grill them to where they got a black crust outside or just a few little grill lines and they're cooked through? Grill lines. I like right them to be, I like them a little charcoal-y. Yeah, I like, I like the them crust. Like on, the, on the verge of a crust, but not quite there. Yeah, I, I'm with Mike where it's just like, I, I'd almost prefer to pre-cook them mm. in a boil and just barely finish them on the grill. 
if the grill's hot enough to just get those grill lines on there. Get the grill lines. I've been to so many barbecues where someone did the hot dogs that prefers, and they just come out all black and weird. Right, because mm. they keep them on the, over the fire too long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I, I love like that. They so good, though. Yeah, but I, I don't like, like them when they're burnt, when they have a whole crust on them, but I do like them like, right before they start toasting up and getting that crust. Well, they have, the, they have to have the lines, but then they have to look like they've got a bad sunburn, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now see, oh, go ahead. and they can oh. have a couple, you know, a couple little melanoma spots here and there. Ew. We'll, we'll revisit this because <laughs> I just realized what I was going to say actually is in the now, so I'll hold off on that comment. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I loved and still love from Turkey Gorilla, Carcass. Turkey Carcass is number one. Yes, I do ding, love ding, tur- ding, ding, love a good turkey cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you are, food, Joel. You are pulling all the oldies out. Oh my god! Now I have to go back and put up those thirty shows because otherwise no one's going to know what the hell we're talking about. Um, cheddar worst, the brat worst that has little chunks and bits. Oh, of cheddar. those are so good. Yeah. The only problem is, is you cook them and you get that nice burn. The three, the grill lines on it. You put Uh-oh. them on there, you put the but, mustard on there, bite them to them, the hot cheese launches <laughs> straight back into the back of your throat. Well, my problem with them was the cheese always melted out by the time you were done cooking them. Oh, no, we we didn't pierce them or anything, we used the tongs, because you got to keep that cheese in there, and then you bite them, and then... See, I, li- I, like to, I like to cut little slices in my hot dogs before I cook them on the so, grill. Do so you guys remember... Oh, what's that? As I like to cut little slices in them so they cook all the way through real quick without getting burnt. Wait, do you guys remember Frankenweenies? Yes. What? That, that sounds yeah. familiar. This is... So Something from like the oh. time when A Team was on first run, you could like watch a new episode. But they were hot dogs, and they had a the core completely cut out, mm-hmm. and uh, there were three varieties. I remember because I love these things. I, I had them like weekly until they stopped making them. Yep. They had the cheese, the chili, and the chili and cheese. And if you didn't mm-hmm. cook them just right, if they were in the uh, fridge, you'll have a completely cooked hot dog and like ice cold chili in the middle. <laughs> America. That sounds good. But no, when they're properly cooked, you had to be careful because, like, the center could be molten chili. But it was <laughs> just like this Hormel concoction. In fact, they might have been made by Hormel. I'm trying to find it, but all I'm getting pictures is of, of uh, that dog. Yeah, Timber. It was one of those. It was one of those things. Like, yeah, you, if you didn't do it just right, it was either going to burn the shit out of your mouth, or it was going to be like a popsicle in your mouth, like a meatsicle. A meatsicle. I, yeah, dude, my, oh, go ahead. I was going to say my mom used to buy those too, and I, that was a mainstay for me for quite a while. No wonder. I was fat. Meatsicle. <laughs> so good. Meatsicle. <laughs> so, uh, did you ever, guys ever do any cooking when you were growing up, or was that all your dad's deal? Or mom? Oh, I did it, yeah, I did it alongside my dad. My dad taught me how to cook on the grill. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh. I was, and in some ways still am, what you might call an indoor kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same here. That, yeah, be, grilling is about as far as I want to go on the outdoors. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, like, I, generally speaking, uh, until just... Uh, we'll get to that in the now, but definitely as a kid and all the way through college, even if I was hosting a party where a girl was involved, someone else would be the girl master. Hmm. So how about when you would go on vacation? Did you guys, I mean, we've talked about camping and that sort of thing before, but was uh, bringing the grill along a thing for you guys? Uh, For me, I mean, we, we traveled a lot, but my dad was like this diehard fanatic that when we were traveling he wanted to travel fairly light so our, his idea of grilling or cooking out was a can of sterno and a, 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 a Denny Moore beef stew can sitting on top of the sterno are you sure that you grew up in Kansas City because I'm I'm really not believing that right now my dad's from is, is well his family is from New York originally so <laughs> he transplanted to Kansas City when my a New grandpa. York grill yeah that'll work out all good right there you just put that right on the sterno 
Why is my dad a foreigner? <laughs> well, your dad's from Fargo. <laughs> Apparently. No, I distinctly remember the Kansas Sterno was like a thing. Like he really? always had like a whole case of them in the, in the, in whatever we were taking, whether it was the van or the camper or whatever. And, and so there was always this big thing of Sterno and every night light up the Sterno and cook some beef stew on it. Hmm. I I know when I was very young, we did a lot of camping as a family, and my I remember my mother cooking breakfast over the Coleman stove, and uh, and then my da- my dad, you know, barbecuing for dinner. So yeah, when we camped, my dad had a like a um a little propane grill that he would he would bust out, so we would have breakfast. He had his little skillets and that sort of thing. Uh, and he would cook on that. Uh, eventually, when we upgraded to a camper, you know, had the little fold-out propane propane tank on the side that you can cook that way. Well, I apparently was enough of a pain in the ass to take camping that we stopped camping when I got older. You? Yeah, believe no. it or not, I don't like camping. I think that would make a great show. It's what? weird that I Making don't like camping. camping. Yeah, take pet camping show. <laughs> I don't understand why I like camping because that's not usually like my thing. There's bugs out there. There's no internet. But I, I don't know. I, I just it's something. As a kid, it wasn't no really my thing. I, I go fishing with my dad, but that was more because it was expected. But di- didn't really do the camping. Although I do recall when since we're talking about outdoor food. Uh, one of the most awesome outdoor cooking experiences of my life was uh, 4 a.m. smelt fishing on uh, Lake Michigan. Uh, if you've that you dealt it, if you've never been, and you probably haven't, basically the you cook you catch smelt only in the early morning hours, and you've got this thin net, and smelt are these pretty small fish, uh, like the size of a banana ish. And uh, you're out there, it's uh, early spring activity, so it's still pretty cold. You're in the middle of the night with a bunch of other people in, like, winter coats, and there are these roaring fires. And you pull your net in, and on a good day, you'll have, like, half a dozen or more of these fish. And uh, the way we cooked them up, you just, like, take the whole fish, dump them in a bag of seasoned breading, throw them straight on the fire until they're cooked through enough to eat, and you just eat the whole thing. Really? Oh, yeah. It was so good. Like, I wouldn't eat the head, but some people would eat the fish head. Yeah, you just don't eat around the bones, eat the meat, breaded meat straight off of the fish that was in the water not uh, minutes it, before. So it's not like sardine where it's small enough that you get, you can't just eat the whole thing. No, they're definitely like, uh, like I said, about the size of a banana. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mention that because when I, we used to go to um, my mother's side and my father's side had alternating years for family reunions. And whenever we go to the family reunions, uh, the, my father's side was in upstate New York and uh, one of his relatives owned a home that was on a, a stream, and we used to go catch trout and have a big fish fry uh, on the well, a grill, um, just like what you're talking about, basically. Only it was trout, and cook them whole, bread them up, just eat them right off the bone, and man, that was some of the best fish I've ever had. Now, now since we're talking on the topic of fish, you know, my family we would go up to Dora County a lot. Do would we count fish boils as part of this? I'd say so. I mean, you're cooking it's, outside. Yeah. Yeah. Is it outside? Then yeah. Yeah. Well, it has to be outside. Have you ever seen a fish boil? Uh, I've they, been to a crab boil. Okay. Definitely not the same thing. What they do is okay. we, we would go to these. I forget the name of the restaurant up in Door County. It was in Egg Harbor, Egg Harbor or Sister Bay, and they would literally get like one of those uh, uh, giant like like witch kettles, huge kettle that has you know they fill it with uh, the white fish that they'd catch from the area, That's and they'd racist. start. They, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> they'd start boiling them. And the thing is, when they boil them, the fish are really oily because it's, they're so far north that, you know, they, they have a little bit more, more uh, fish fat on them. 
um, they boil the fish, and then what they do is they take a match and they throw the match on top of the uh, the water where all the oil has boiled to the top, and you get this intentional fireball that just flies off the top of it, and then they start scooping out the fish, and it's it's really good, super tender. I mean, you got you got to play, you know, guess where the bone is, but um, <laughs> I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I've they, played that game several times. They serve that up with uh, like new potatoes with um, butter and rose—not rosemary. Uh, mm. Crap! I just forgot the spice. Thyme, thyme, sage, whatever. whatever one of those. Don't parsley. start parsley, Don't, parsley, whatever. Uh, but they'd serve that up with the you know the spiced potatoes Cinnamon. and uh, corn on the cob, and that was that's really good stuff. So. Now. Yeah, I I thought mm. as a kid I didn't like corn until I'd had grilled corn. Mm. Oh yes, grilled corn. Mm. Yeah, because I had been served corn, but it was always creamed corn. Oh, oh what? It. Oh, what? So gross. Like I guess my mom liked it. Thought it was that was the way to. Uh, I, I love corn. creamed corn. How do you grill oh. creamed corn? What? You don't grill creamed corn. They're two separate things. Well, yeah, I had had creamed corn on my plate for years, and I thought I didn't like corn. And I had grilled corn, and I was like, oh, this is actually food. You should wash that plate. Wait, with all the... the... (laughs) No wonder I didn't like it. (laughs) That corn's been on there for years. With all the ethnic neighborhoods you've lived in, Josh, you'd never tried elotes? I didn't try elotes until I was an adult. Is that the corn wow. with the mayonnaise? Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I make it sometimes here. Yeah, you uh, you can even make a uh, version like they sell on the street carts that isn't on the cob. It's el- Elotes is corn with hot sauce, sometimes chili powder, sometimes lime, but almost always mayonnaise and a bunch of cheese mm. uh, and just sort of like uh, mixed up. Uh, usually in a styrofoam cup if you get it at the street carts. Nice. So on the, good. On the cob, you know, when they grill it up and then they slather all that shit on it, oh, it's delicious. I want it. It's, it's also, so like, good. one of the few ways I would actually mm. eat, like, squeeze butter because they'll just, like, dump parquet, yeah. <clears throat> squeeze stuff all over it. Oh, that's fantastic. It's so good. It. so bad for you. Now, how, how <laughs> so many of do you... Oh, go ahead. You guys living up in, in, in the north, Jeez. I don't know if this is a thing, but it's a huge thing down here. In these in these southern states, uh, crawfish boils. No, I, I know City, of them, yes. but yeah, I've never been to one. I, I can't do crawfish unless they're in an etouffee. The meat's already been taken out. Yeah, not up here, but Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. It is a yeah. lot of work for very little reward, but that reward is very good. <laughs> they, I, they're just too close to insects. Yeah, well, I can, I I can see lobster. people you know not wanting to do it. You know, because but I mean, all you got to do is think about they're just tiny lobsters. Well, when I owned the restaurant, which this is kind of in the now a little bit, we. We I would host those nights um, where we do crawfish boils. Man, people just go crazy. Yeah. People, people that love crawfish absolutely love crawfish. <laughs> and it's easy. I mean, it's it's really easy to cook, and if you have the right seasoning in the boil, I hear it's you, delicious. I mean, yeah, it's such an industry down here that I mean, you can buy like twenty pound, thirty pound, forty pound bags, you know, pre seasoned with all the potatoes and corn in it, and all you got to do is just get a big old bat of boiling water and just dunk it in there for yep. 30 minutes. That's really simple. Yeah. And yeah. you just cut the bag open and dump it out somewhere. Suck the heads. Now, yep. is the water spiced in any way? Yep. You can spice it if you want, but I mean, you can also buy the, the crawfish spice and just dump, you know, and you just open up the package while you're boiling it. Sure. Well, like, you, you can spin them in a bowl mm-hmm. with the seasoning. You can, you can spice them afterwards. You can spice them while you're cooking before yep. all, you know. I think no the best ones are spiced before right. and, and during and after. So hmm. Super spiced. 
Sounds really good. They're so good. They really are. I mean, Yuck. so what about <laughs> camp? <laughs> did, did any yeah, of us... When you guys come down here next year, I'll take you to some for some crawfish. Show you how it's done. Did any of us go to summer camp? I mean, I okay, take that back. Oh yeah. Did any of you go to summer camp? Because I know I did. At least I, did <laughs> At least I remember Mike's like, going. Mike's like, I'm not sure until I take the vote. Yeah. I, um, I did, and that's, I was a that's, counselor myself. Yeah. Right. We ate a lot of grilled hot dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of grilled hot dogs. Did you guys ever do hobo stew? We didn't grill any hobos. No. <laughs> no, or you get <laughs> what the, is that? And the, maybe okay. I did. I don't yeah, know. You get you get a you get um, mushrooms, potatoes, sliced potatoes, like chunks of uh, rusted potatoes, and chunks of stew meat. And you would take a piece of tin foil and you'd put the meat, the potatoes, uh, sliced onion, and then you'd put a little bit of oil and sprinkle salt and pepper on it, twist it up, and then just throw it in the fire. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yep. I've done that. No. Yeah. That's good stuff. I think uh, one of my counselors was the one that taught me that. Yeah. See, I've had them as hobo packets where it's just like the peppers, onions, potatoes, and a little bit of seasoning, sometimes cheese, but never as a stew. Yeah, this mm. one was a little bit more of a stew because it had the oil in there. It got a little bit juicier. And, and I've seen people do it dessert-wise. They make a s'mores one. You throw oh, yeah. all the s'mores ingredients in it. Or a uh, banana boat. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. yeah that's that's a camping mainstay. You, you cut open the uh, banana and put both uh, chocolate and peanut butter uh, chips in there. Yep. Oh. And then seal it up. Now, see, for us, it was mini marshmallows and chocolate chips. Oh, yeah. Uh, marshmallows are uh, almost a given. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Oh, I got was hot dogs and potato chips. Well, that's what you get for going to a sucky camp. I, I didn't go to camp, uh, but th- this is just like camp food in general from going camping. Mm. Kind of drifting into the now, though. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, we used to do, I mean, I, I was a camper and a counselor at the same camp for many years. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> at the same camp. time. Yeah. I'm a camper. <laughs> I'm a counselor. Go to bed. No. You're not molesting me. Yes, I am. Yeah, we <laughs> had a... talking uh, to himself. He, he got in trouble for molesting a camper. Turned out it was himself. He has a carcass under it's the bed. Self-abuse. That's, that's how he got off. Uh-huh. Ah, uh-huh. murdered a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> so we, for one year, we had a camp. They called it survival camp. As you know, survivalish as you can get, living you know in a um, a little island just east of Rockford. Um, <laughs> well, they would. It's like we we set up a camp space. We've dropped you off in the middle of the mall, right? <laughs> On the other <laughs> survive side, the food court. <laughs> it was like where was it? Uh, the Kishwaukee River, right across the Kishwaukee River, and they had like a cable that they every morning they would come out there and they put all the stuff that we needed for the day in uh, milk cartons and slide them across this cable and we had the kids there uh, this is when i was a camp uh counselor and the a big old thing of baked beans and we ran these kids ragged hiking climbing you know just, <laughs> our our goal was to make them so worn out by the end of the day they just went to bed there was and no they couldn't problem. resist all the raping well <laughs> Well, sometimes the resisting is the best part. You don't want to get them too tired. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't you... How can you... I say, feel bad for having started that. You're the one who pushed the boulder down the hill. <laughs> so, um... There's two, an infamous cookout that we need to talk about. Two things Two things I remember from uh, being a counselor on this one is, one, the kids were so hungry at one point. I had, you know, we had made the little grill. We had the little thing across this, the fire, and we were cooking a thing of baked beans. And the baked beans, they finished up. I was like, picked them up with the, with the, the tongs, put them over on the side. I'm like, all right, baked beans are on. These kids dove in so much that one kid got knocked out of the way and wound up gouging the side of his hand on the uh, can. And oh. wound up getting like five stitches. Ouch. And the thing was, God help me, dude. Everyone's like, 
can we can we still eat the beans? And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's you're, I don't know what's in there now. We may have to go get more beans. And uh, the other, if you other, want blood beans, go ahead. Yeah. And the other thing was, I I've I've been camping and I've been outdoors for a long time. So it's like my dad is my dad. When I, oh, I said this before, when I was six years old, he took me to the Boundary Waters on a canoe trip. So he's been teaching me. You're, you're lucky he didn't throw you in and be like, learn to swim. Yeah, I know, right? I was eaten to death by squirrels. Um, so one guy, I was a, a co-counselor. He was a counselor with me. And I was just like, this guy, obviously the first time he had been outside ever. We were going to have a bonfire and a weenie roast and cook out and do that whole thing. And we had gotten like six pallets and stacked them up. And I had filled them with kindling, you know, spent dry grass, kindling branches, all that stuff. It was a packed full of it. I lit the corners and was just waiting for it to get going up. Well, this dingbat decides that uh, uh, he's going to make the fire go a little bit better. So I'm occupied with getting all the food together and not noticing that he goes over to the, uh, not butane torch, the what's the, the kerosene lantern? He gets some of the kerosene, pours it into a bowl, and then goes oh, over. Geez. Yeah, right. Goes over to the fire, and he's like, I'm going to get this going. <laughs> he pours the bowl of kerosene. Now, the last thing I remember seeing is an angry flame running up that stream, bursts into the flames in the in his hand, and he winds up having really, really uh, clean-shaven legs for the <laughs> rest of the week. He spilled the kerosene all over his legs. Thankfully, he had a couple quick-thinking uh, kids who like grabbed a blanket and beat the fire out on him, but he was... Uh, he is a real piece of work. Pissed me off beyond belief. Because then he's like, I, I can't do anything. I've got blisters on my legs. He's lucky he didn't get scarred. I know. So I know a lot of guys that have scars all over their legs from fucking around with fire and fireworks and I, shit. I know. I used to. I just threw sand at him. <laughs> you remember uh, Aaron? At the counselor? Yeah, at his legs. Oh. Because he couldn't yeah. wear he couldn't wear jeans or anything. He had to wear shorts all the time. And he had to put they put they made him put that neosporin stuff on him. So he had that stuff on his legs. And every time he pissed me off, I'd throw sand at his legs and he had like, <laughs> gloppy chunks of sand on his legs all day. Wait, way to help with the healing process. That's what I'm here for. He probably does have scars. Yeah, good. Oh, nothing important. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I have a, a self-correction earlier. I referred to the Hormel product as Frankenweenies. They were totally Franken stuff. Franken stuff. Okay. Now, yeah, I so, think Frankenweenie, I thought you were talking about the, the, um, the, the hot dog place okay. up there in Chicago. Frankenweenie. Oh. That's why I got excited when you talked about something else. That explains the erection. Um, so since Not all the time. <laughs> took place uh, in the earlier part of the 90s before we actually hit the the now part. Um, that's when I really started teaching myself how to grill because I had seen other people do it, but we never had one at my house. So I never really had much experience with it. And it, it took me a while to kind of get into that right mindset to where I started out with burgers and then brats was always a big thing, which I always pre-boiled those um, and then put them on the grill to finish them up. Um, but steaks is my thing. Um, and over the years I've become very proficient and that's one of my specialties is cooking on the grill, but I, I should tell you my space, my steak rub recipe and you should try it because it's fucking awesome. Well, we should, we should swap recipes sometime. We should. But, uh, I remember when, uh, I was living in an apartment, uh, one of, one of them, salt. if you guys remember the one on, uh, <laughs> salt on, um, in Oak Park, the garden apartment. Vaguely, yeah. Mm. There was the grill we had out back uh, there because there's the back door that led over to the storage unit on the other side and then the alley. And so we used to grill out back there. And and I had one of those things on the ceiling like Mike had because I used to grill in the little alcove. 
So <laughs> right above me, there was a, a, a roof that was the bottom of somebody else's apartment, I think. And nice. uh, it had a, a nice black uh, ring there from, from the times I would light the grill and, and cook out. It was one of those little tiny Weber grills that was close to the ground, like the really small ones. And somebody stole it, jackass. So I love barbecuing, and that's where it all started, actually, was, was middle to late college years. Yeah, and I think that most of my barbecue experience in that time was learning how to slow cook because I didn't have a grill and wasn't particularly proficient in using one. Like, how to do using a grill pan, how to do using uh, a gas oven with it set on low and going all day, etc. All right. So we want to uh, take a break and then skip on to the now? Yeah, that sounds good. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what it's like now cooking barbecue and grilling outside uh, as adults. Burning things and burning and burning and burning in fire. (laughs) I'm sorry, I I went away. What were we talking about? (laughs) Mike Mike suddenly is like, all right, let's start the show. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about how you're not going to be the grill master at my party next week. Nope. (laughs) I like my house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back in a little bit. All right, hello, everybody. We are back, and we are going to talk a little bit more about cooking outdoors, barbecuing, grilling out, and some strange place up north calls it frying out type. I don't. I don't Jay, get that. Jay is wrong. That's all there is. To well, it. I don't get that. It's not like you have a a deep fryer out there. Well, that's... I mean, if if that's all they do is fish fries, that's why they call it frying out. Or, or it could just be a thing like a local dialect. Okay. Okay. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. So, uh, what about now? Ask Jay next time you're hanging out with him. Yeah. I got something going on 2017. We'll figure it out then. <laughs> um, so now, are grills out back the house? Yeah, this is an exciting time, at least for me, to do this show because the grill outside my house, is, I bought like literally four and a half hours ago. Oh, wow. What kind did you get? Uh, I got a classic Weber kettle grill. Oh, very nice. Yeah, black and you kettle. Got this. The chimney starter thing. Oh yeah, I got a, got a ton of accessories for it because I want to do it right. Um, I, I like I said in, in the, in the first words half. of George Michael, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, because you got to have faith. Yeah, I got one uh, beginning of the summer. I got a char grill that has this ultraviolet or whatever ultra no not ultraviolet violet superviolet or some stupid thing like that <laughs> either way it's well i tried to figure i was asking what it was it was actually they changed the way that they do the um uh the 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 top grill it's not bars anymore now it's little v-shaped upside down v's of strips of metal that they use on there now instead of the uh the old just like metal rods that make up the make up the top portion of the grill interesting yeah i've not seen that yet me either how about you, Joel? You got a grill? Oh yeah. Um, I used to. I I really like actually the the round classic Weber grills, just because that's what I'm used to. Um, the ones that are a little squared off are nice too. But right now, uh, the last one I bought was a little bigger in the hopes of maybe you know doing more cooking on it, and it's more like um like a oval shape, so it's longer. And then it has a, on the side, it's got a, a box for like, if you want to use, which I use uh, mesquite or hickory mm. wood chips or wood blocks, whatever you want to call them. Whenever I cook, I always smoke. Um, mm-hmm. So it's got a little thing on the side that you can put stuff in there for that. And uh, it's nice. I mean, it wasn't too expensive, but 
I've got that, and then I got one of those little chimney starters like Josh adds, which are amazing. Especially, I, I know I'm jumping. Well, let's hear from Pat, and I'll, I'll come back to this point because the chimney starter is sweet. Yeah, yeah, they are. I um, I had a really nice. Well, my my father had a really nice propane grill um, that over the years kind of fell into disrepair and had to be junked Jeremy by Patrick? the truck. <laughs> but it had to be junked by the time um, we sold the house and everything. Uh, so lost that, but um, the house that I'm at now has a... So the people that lived there before left a big old Weber grill, and I've been cooking on that. So I, I like getting the um, the mesquite chunks and using the charcoal... or. or the mesquite chunks and using the chimney starter as well. So. Oh, now we uh, the next question was chunker briquettes, and one of the reasons I got the kettle grill that I bought today was because I learned that you could use those kettles as a smoker if you've got a pan of water and you've got mesquite chips and you're using real chunk charcoal. So yeah, I got myself a huge bag of Royal Oak. Uh, pure, real wood charcoal and a bag of mesquite chips. Haven't used the mesquite chips yet because uh, we're under kind of a time crunch to yeah. make sure that I had dinner. C- had to do direct heat since I was cooking chicken. Okay, but yeah, I, I love the chimney starter. Just fill the top with the uh, brick charcoal, not the brick, the uh, chunk charcoal. Put a couple of lighter cubes on the grill and just set it over the lighter cubes, and the thing's roaring within seconds. Lighter mm-hmm. cubes? Yeah, they're these uh, little, uh, like, wax, waxy white cubes that you can uh, light. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just fire starter type things. Uh, yeah, I always use newspaper. I've yeah. never heard of it. Yeah, they they sell like uh, I don't know three bucks for twenty four of them. You use two at a time. Huh. Does the wax uh, affect the charcoal at all? No, it burns. Uh, it just burns hot okay. and fast, and the flame goes straight up. So if you're using one of those chimneys, uh, it I, I've never I, like I've had a lot of experience starting fires since Sarah and I started camping. <laughs> <before>. Sorry, <laughs> and, so and, is you know, Mike, my arson. Apparently. <laughs> and uh, but I've never had any sort of cooking fire start so effortlessly. Under any uh, circumstances, as the one I made tonight. But you also found out the drawback of the chimney starter things. Oh yeah, you ha- you have to dump the charcoal after like fifteen minutes, or it uh, is so hot that it actually crumbles the charcoal away to nothing. Yeah, you want nothing with nothing but ash in there. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it can get it too hot too fast, or you got to keep an eye on it. It's like yeah. a mini kiln. Yeah. Now, this sounds, I have a chimney starter also. Now, this is going to sound, well, again, it's something strange about Mike's life. You know what I use for starting the, uh, starting the fire? Squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> <of> the <innocent. laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, no, um, lint. Oh, yeah. I call that weird. Yeah, that's, okay. that's camping thing. Okay, cool. I don't feel too bad about that. Yeah, lint in a toilet paper roll. From your, from your dryer? Yeah. Yep. I, I would take any opportunity to call Mike out on being weird, but no, that's, that's totally normal. Doesn't it make your food like static cling? Yeah. Your steak just sticks to your chest. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to your ribs food, man. Yeah, Yeah. I always wonder because if you dump something on the charcoal itself, obviously it adulterates the taste of the food. But I think almost no matter what you use to get the charcoal going immediately, probably about the same. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it really matters that much. Now, one of the other things I do, now I I picked this up from when I worked at the grocery store for going camping now because I... When I worked at Trader Joe's, have you ever, if you ever go in and you're going camping, what you do is you go in there and you ask them for a celery box. 
the box that the foods, the, the vegetable celery comes in, because those boxes are always coated in um, in wax. Hey, you, you you mentioned this for something else before, too. What yeah. was it? Well, I think when we did the camping show. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, probably, that yeah. Noted. And then you just take all the wood, you throw it in the box, and you light up the box. Yeah. So that's that's what I do, because we, I, in the, just in the last couple of weeks, I've also put it in a fire pit, so, because fire. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Because how could you burn your house down without a fire pit? That's right. Now, how often do you guys grill out? Yeah, I was going to ask that because obviously the answer for me is tonight because <laughs> I just bought this house. 100% of the time, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Every night since I bought the grill, we have been using it. Nice. And he would be telling the truth. Uh, you know, oh, go ahead. Uh, what's funny is, is that, well, not funny, but I, I used to do it, I'd say probably every other weekend was was the norm but somehow for the for the past year or so i haven't lit it up once and i feel kind of bad about it now well i have i i won't lie since we bought the charcoal one at the beginning of the summer easy two to three times a week wow yeah i mean one because the kids eat it i my um my girls just love charcoal charcoal yeah they love that charcoal. yeah i heard that too josh yeah thanks for that um no they um they, they, I, they i cook up the food for me and Susie. the girls come in behind us eat the charcoal it works out perfectly yeah it's, it's a symbiotic up. relationship we got going on there um but no they they really like the grilled food and uh i i just like cooking out because it's a dirty secret everything going on in the house i can put stuff on the grill sit down in the chair drink a beer <laughs> Pretend the house doesn't exist. <laughs> Just be like, hey, I'm checking on the food, making sure the food's all right. You know, pick it up. You know, like I, I can't go inside. There's fire out here. Yeah, it's what if I turn? There's a whole house will burn down if I leave this alone. But yeah, we cook. We cook. Uh, you know, two three times, and it's it's cool because like we'll get we'll get food to cook, and Suzanne will start up the chimney, uh, and then come. She picks me up from the train, so she'll come to get me in a train. I, by the time I get home, the chimney's all stinking hot, and I just dump it in there, and we start cooking right away. So got a little. Susie gets your chimney going, huh? Yeah, she's got a way with my briquettes. Is that a thing? It Not is, anymore. Uh, <laughs> it is now? <laughs> now, uh, who, do you make your own barbecue sauce? Whoa. Somebody toss that in there. I did no. because I have. Ooh. I also have, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, started with a uh, reduction, like uh, grilled the onions down because I wanted like a sweet onion base. And uh, just combining different ingredients, starting with uh, like a tomato base, like just ketchup's fine, and then you adulterate it with different stuff. I put in Guinness, some uh, uh, coffee that had been run through the coffee pot a couple times, so it was super strong, Uh, a little bit of uh, powdered uh, cinnamon red hot candies, a few other things, like a, a little bit of hot sauce, standard spices like cayenne. Uh, black pepper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I've, I've tried a couple different incarnations experimenting with the different flavors, the, the sweet, the smoky, the hot. Okay. Trying different things. Yeah, I don't do a barbecue sauce, but I make, I like mixing up the uh, seasonings for the rubs. What was in yours, Pat? Um, well, mine, mine was onion, rice wine vinegar, um, also ketchup, molasses, uh, yeah, what else? No uh, brown cloves. sugar? Hmm? No brown sugar for you there? Yeah, brown uh, sugar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, used, I, I did a classic molasses, brown sugar, and tomato-based nice. one. That's yeah, I best. forgot yeah. to mention molasses, brown sugar, and uh, uh, Worcestershire. Mm. And a little bit of, little bit of uh, Dijon. Kansas City Ooh. style. Yeah. Mm. I, oh, I just made, actually, because I'm, I'm, 
funny enough, I'm, I'm uh, for my food truck, I'm doing a barbecue uh, sandwich of the month. It's going to have sliced brisket, and I just made a, bar- a barbecue mustard sauce for it, which is delicious. I don't doubt that, Patrick. Wow, Carolina-style barbecue sauce in Texas. You're a brave yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost... I almost put coleslaw on it, and I was like, no, I don't want to push it that far. Whoa, whoa, they're going to lynch you for that. That's right, exactly. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll experiment a little bit with the mustard and see what they think of that. You know, It's a brave move. We'll see how it works out for him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Next thing you know, my truck is up in flames. Like, okay, well, they didn't like that. <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> So, uh, Joel, you don't. What do you do if you don't do your own barbecue sauce? Do you have any like specialty mixes or anything that you put on when you do barbecue? Well, I always like to use some sort of of a rub, um, and I, I'm still kind of playing around with different styles because I I didn't use them for a long time. I didn't actually do ribs. I always did burger steaks uh, and uh, bratwurst. So ribs are still kind of new to me. Um, and I've got a pretty good recipe down. I'm just kind of playing with the, the rubs now. And then, uh, along with the rubs, once I've taken them right before I'm about to take them off, I'll put the, the barbecue sauce on, which if I have a preference, uh, sweet baby rays. That's a good, that's a good, a good brand. I like sweet baby rays. Oh yeah. If I'm not making my own. mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many different flavors to choose from in his line too. And they're all good. Yeah. I have a, uh, like I said, I'm not, the girls aren't too big on the barbecue sauces. So I usually do like a rub. I've got a uh, well, Pat. You remember the um, that spice grinder that Trader Joe's sells? Mm-hmm. It's the everyday spice that has like yep, yep. yeah that on. And my go to my go to well my go to food is chicken thighs for an easy okay. meal. Uh, yeah. Put some of that grinder there. The, the thing I love about the chicken thighs, you can throw them on the barbecue and then just sit and wait. And they're cheap. Yeah, they're super chicken cheap. Chicken thighs are cheap. There's a lot of meat on them, and you you really don't have to tend to them that much. I mean, there's if you I I like to get them with the bone in it and, and the skin on them. Because that kind of insulates them from the heat, but still lets the flavor get into them. Get a nice crispy skin on them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'll have to learn to like chicken thighs and stuff like that. Because I've always been just a white meat only breast, chicken breast guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I love dark meat. Mm. Yeah. I like the whole goddamn chicken. Oh, I will too, but I mean, if I if I'm if I have to pick white or dark, I go dark. No. I mean, in one sitting, I'll eat the whole chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no. You've always been a, a a chicken nut, though. And I will destroy the carcass, and it will not be able to be hung. I will eat <laughs> all the meat off the carcass and strip the bones too. You have seriously always been just you've loved chicken ever since I've known ever since I've known you. Yeah, you live you lived in KFC in college. <laughs> what? <laughs> when did I go to KFC? Ever? Whatever, I don't remember you. you no, actually, it was the jewel Popeyes. chicken that you. Popeyes and the Jewel Chicken. Well, the grocery you were store the one that had the big argument with me about how good the ju- the Jewel Fried Chicken was. Grocery store chicken is actually really good. You have to you have to search around, and not all of them are the same. Sure. Because if you go from one store to the other, even at the same chain, if it, the the wrong person's cooking it, uh, uh-uh. so. yeah, it depends on how long it's sat under the heat lamp. Yeah. Well, that too, but um. Anyway, yeah, no chicken, and and I like cooking chicken on the grill. I have a uh, a recipe for barbecue chicken that I'll let it. It takes about two days to do the whole process, but it always comes out really moist and Marinated juicy. And buttermilk or anything? Uh, no, I've never tried that actually. Uh, that's more for frying in my mind. Yeah, it is usually, but, but I was just wondering if how it, that would. It go is a marinade, yeah. Yeah. But it, I learned it from actually from KFC, who let their chicken soak in for days at a time to get it juicy. But See, I told you you love KFC. I, <laughs> when I was a kid, Popeyes was my go-to in college. That's oh, why yeah. I was so fat. When they that when they get that little packet of MSG that you can get along with it, and they just call it Cajun Sparkle. Mm, <laughs> MSG Sparkle. Now, I think my preferred uh, marinade has uh, got to be going in a different direction, going with the tequila lime. 
Because I, I love sour flavors, so getting in there with some uh, garlic, tequila, a little bit of hot sauce, quite a bit of lime juice to the point where when the marinade's done, the outside of the chicken's practically already cooked. Yeah, <laughs> Ch- chicken ceviche going. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and then you just uh, make sure you get the pieces cooked all the way through. So good. Yeah. But the uh, the the rub that I use for my steak is uh brown sugar based and it's just mm. it, yeah it it's really delicious i actually i adapted it from a uh a recipe that i heard on food network um what's her name chef uh ann with the crazy blonde hair oh i know who you're talking about yeah yeah she had a uh, she featured her rub one night and mm-hmm. i i took it and kind of ran with it and it's 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 so good i didn't really need to change a whole lot but that's the one that i use on all my steaks well you know huh. I, ironically and yes i'm using the word correctly this time ironically even though famous dave's has kind of gone downhill the rub is not actually that bad that was correct. I will not give you shit about that use of that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah. yeah um, Famous Dave's had the best blue cheese I'd ever had. They made it oh, in house, and it with was the big so old chunks. Goddamn it. delicious. See, I make my own ranch. I don't. I don't buy store bought ranch anymore. It's garbage. I bought some some ranch, some buttermilk ranch seasoning. I, I'm going to start making my own. I don't. Uh, I don't like ranch dressing. <gasps> What? 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 I, I, Josh, are you with me on this? No! What? <laughs> Stop the podcast. Pull over. I don't like ranch dressing. What the hell? I like I like blue cheese. I like French. I don't like ranch. It's like I don't even know you. <laughs> I'd like my iceberg lettuce plain, please. I think the reason why that's so foreign to me is because ranch is another one of those kind of sour, tangy flavors. Mm. And just about every one of those, I'm whatever. Yeah, it's great. Like every fermented food, kimchi, pickles, whatever. If it's sour, I'm there. Yeah. See, I, I don't like that. But I mean, I like I usually like the sweeter type stuff, like dressing wise or like use as a marinade. Um, there's a ginger sesame dressing that I really like. You get some chicken, get some chicken breast, and you like marinate that in there, and you cook it on the grill with that. That's really good. It's interesting that Pat, uh, as a like southern grill person, actually puts a rub on his steak because I know a lot of people don't, and uh, I usually will just go with butter, garlic, salt, and pepper. Like well, my a, time in Chicago some... has created a. A, a cooking fusion in me. I do like a northern southern thing together. Yeah, when we had that that cookout at my place, man, you were up there, and that and that grill is gone. I actually used to have a gas grill, but then something went horribly horribly wrong with it, <laughs> and I last well the summer before last, I turned it on, I lit the lit the flame, and the flame shot out from behind the knob. So <laughs> I had, yeah, I know. So it was like. The, the, I had this flame shooting out all the knobs where the knobs were there, and then there was flame coming around them, and slowly the knobs were melting on themselves. <laughs> flames, flames on yeah. my face. And flames. There's your problem. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it was. I was like, well, there's your problem right there. You got a flame on your knobs. <laughs> that's so, what she said. Yeah, so I, so you know, I, I junked that one, and then I went, I went charcoal after that. With steaks on the grill, I don't, I don't put anything on them. I mean, I, I firmly believe that it's the flavor is in the smoking. So you know, that's why I use the the wood chips. Well, that depends I, on what kind of minimal. steak you use too. I mean, if you use like a flank steak, you got to marinate that shit, man. You can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
for sure. If it's a cheap cut, I mean, otherwise you're going to end up with questionable results. Yeah. Now, but if it's like a ribeye or something like that, no. What? Okay, so we, everybody else, what is your go-to food you're going to cook out real quick? What's your easy, like mine was chicken thighs. What's yours, Pat? Steak. Okay. Because I, I mean, I have my rub that it, it just is sitting in the fridge in a container. So anytime, all I got to do is just buy a steak, poop, poop, and start the fire and go. And, and poop, poop. Poop, poop. That, that's the sound I make when I put it in the in the rub. I'm sure that goes over well in Texas. <laughs> Yikes. Did you hear That's that? That's the sound I make when I rub my meat. Yeah. Sounds delicious. You hear that papoomp? Yeah, it's that whaley kid again. Poop. Him and his steak <laughs> rub and his papoomps. I think my go to is probably pulled pork. Wow. Nice. That's a complicated one to have a. Yeah, yeah that's your. Uh, you gotta go low and slow. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself because I know like the what you want to try. I, I want to try it smoked. I'm used to getting it wrapped real, real tight in foil with uh, both a uh, rub and a layer of barbecue sauce all worked in, mm. and then just let it go real low, twelve plus hours frequently. So it's just falling apart, and then once uh, you can pull it apart and shred it, uh, hit it with the barbecue sauce again. Nice. There, there are uh, very few things that taste as good as a homemade pulled pork done right. Yeah. For it's a shame me. I wrecked my last two. <laughs> just not. I haven't quite gotten the handle of the the new oven here. Go ahead, Joel. When they have that lovely oh, crust on it on the outside, and you could just you pull it apart and you get that tender inside and the crust. Oh, oh so, so good. Uh, bratwurst. It's the the easy go to one, but um, if if it's not you bratwurst, soak them in beer? It's, uh, yeah, I like to cook. I actually cook them in beer with um, soy sauce, garlic. Oh, um, well, soy sauce makes everything better just about when you cook with it. Um, garlic, salt, and pepper, and then I'll throw them on the grill after that. But I also like uh, well, turkey burgers would be my other one probably. Hmm. Uh, here's, I, a, here's an instant game show shout out. What's the number one ingredient in soy sauce, in most soy sauce so, sold in America? You guys remember this from last year? Uh, sugar. No. Nope. Wheat. Yep. Mm. I remember. Very good. You get a gold star. I remembered. Yay. I remembered. When it comes to <laughs> bratwurst, I learned how to cook bratwurst from Mr. J. Uh, yeah. I remember at the house, he just did this massive pot that was just all beer and onions and just boiled the heck out of tons and tons of bratwurst and finished them on the grill. And I ate as many bratwurst as I felt I could get away with. And I've made them the same way ever since. Well, that's because every time he would come back from that mythical land called Sheboygan, he would come back with like three cows worth of meat. <laughs> meat, cheese, and porn, and fireworks. That was here. Yep. Your Wisconsin export. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't mix them up. It'll end poorly. Or well, one of the, you know. Or deliciously on my face. It's like I don't know. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, idea. cooking out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about your specialty? Is there anything that you, uh, you know, that's your, your big deal with it? Fried huh. turkey. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yep. Not Pretty much eat, eat every year for either Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, I, cook, I fry a turkey up. It started with my dad and I doing it, and it graduated to just me. And now I've inherited all the turkey frying equipment. So. Oh, very nice. I screwed up last year, though, so after a flawless like eight years in a row. Um, I, w- I was cleaning out the inside of the turkey, and I thought I'd gotten everything. And I reached in one last time, and I felt a whole bunch of ice. I'm like, all right, well, that was just must be a whole bunch of ice. I'll just, you know, that'll melt off when I cook it. And it turns out it was the, um, it was, 
It was the bag, you know, the intestinal oh, bag. Oh, the giblet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I just blanked on the fact that that's what it would have had to be that I felt in there, and so yeah. that threw off the whole cooking time. And like some of the turkey, you know, was raw because it was still like a big bag of frozen, you know, frozen entrails in the middle of the turkey. Wow. So yeah, that was a big screw up. So I got to make entrails? that entrails. Entrails. You said entrails. I know. I know. I realize French. that now. He's entrail. I'm French. <laughs> yes. If you want you, to have you one, you you do that. No, I am French. I want turkey guts as my main part of my meal, so it's an entrail. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what size I can get with that. Maybe some tripe. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm gonna jump ahead. Uh, jump ahead just a little bit and answer one of the questions in you, know, you have mm. down here. What do you want to try to cook? Is what I want to try to cook is a fried turducken. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Aim high, young man. Aim high. <laughs> have you guys? Have any of you guys ever had a fried turkey? Yes. Yes. They are not. delicious. Oh, they're Terrible. amazing. Terrible? What are you talking about? I, I had it two years ago, Thanksgiving, at uh, my um, in-law's family. They're, well, my in-law's, my sister-in-law's husband's family had an Easter celebration. And they're, they own a restaurant, amazing cooks. Well, they, they fried a turkey for one of their side, one of their meats. They had a bunch of different types of meats. I did not like it hmm. at all. I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad, but everybody else was you'd, raving about it. You'd have to give me a shot. Oh, I would. I, mean, yeah, I mean, I, I like brine it for 24 hours, and, you know, it's it's a delicious bird. Patrick, if I'm you gonna... say, here, I'd like you to try something I just made, as long as it's food, I'll put it in my mouth. <laughs> Guaranteed. Sometimes if it's not. I was about to say, it's yeah. like, and it's 50-50 on if it's not food. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet, but yes, ironically. <laughs> All right then. Uh, specialties. Oh, we talked. About we just talked about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Steak is for me. Well, yeah, maybe we didn't get to everybody. Joel, you got one. Uh, well, yeah, hands down, steak would, would be my my specialty. With uh, my my barbecue ribs slowly creeping up there. Okay. We need I, to have a meat off. Oh, I do pork chops marinated in pineapple juice. Ooh, a meat off, beat off. And then I, but I get the <laughs> you get the thick ones, so you butterfly cut them. And then you stuff them with apple slices, and then you wrap them back up in tin foil, cook them up on the grill like that. And I also do, uh, I have grilled corn. And I shuck the corn, but I don't take all of it off. I just have enough that there's, it leaves a little bit on the outside. Oh, yeah. And I pour some olive oil into the top, so it all drains down across the corn itself. And then I put in the, like, I have a, a mixture of spices, black pepper, salt, uh, some you know, just some stuff I toss together. I put that all together inside with the corn, and then wrap that in tin foil and cook that on the grill. And all the spices and everything melt and mix in with the olive oil. Wow, that sounds. How come amazing. you never cooked any of this shit when I lived with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No yeah, answer. I, I, I got no answer there, man. Nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was a set of way of getting you gone, <laughs> right? It's like so, if I don't feed him, maybe he'll leave. No, when he lived well, here, there how was that work out for you. Yeah, we were. I think I think the reason we discovered why we shouldn't live together is like when you first moved in, it was in within ten minutes we were downstairs doing shots together. Oh, he's like peanut butter and jelly again. Yeah, that's my specialty. That's what I make. Yay! This today you get a banana. Now what's now the rest of you guys? What are the what's one thing you want to try to cook? How fancy you know? How fancy do you want to get? I mean, for me, it's a whole new world, and I've been working on. Dare close your eyes. So many <laughs> Disney references. You said let it go earlier, but. <laughs> I, I've been doing barbecue and I, w uh, this kind of stuff without access to a smoker or even a grill for so many years. So I, I definitely want to try brisket and ribs. 
especially using this uh, smoking method, just using a kettle grill. Nice. Um, I have been wanting a smoker for years, and one of these days I'm going to get one because I've always wanted to do a smoked brisket because I always see people doing it, and I have a feeling I could come up with a pretty good recipe, but I just haven't ever got a smoker. So that's that's the thing I want to learn how to do. I, I kind of would like to do a smoker type thing, but I mean, A, I, I, I feel like I could never live up to how my dad did, and B, I know so many damn people that cook now that have you know smokers and giant you know grills and everything that I can get them to cook things for me that I don't need to do it myself anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I got a guy that lives two doors here. down. I could buy a, a, a giant brisket cooked all the way that's delicious for $25. All right, perfect. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. But there's I mean, I'll, some... I'll grill everything else, but a brisket I don't have to worry about. There's something about doing it yourself, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm just talking about specifically for a brisket, because I don't have to get a big smoker to do you know to do that. So, or I have to get a big smoker to do that. Now, when you guys do smoking without using a smoker, do you uh, saturate the wood chips in water or just use the wood chips? I saturate them. Yeah, I saturate them. I actually have a um, this little cast iron box that I put the wood chips into, so I'll have all the... <laughs> Go ahead. I can't even imagine. Don't you talk about Susie like that. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah, I, I soak them. I have, it's a little, little cast iron box I put in the center of the grill and then have the coals all the way around it. So that's that's how I try, use it. Try, uh, instead of soaking them in water, soak them in apple cider. Ooh. ooh. Like it, just straight up apple cider or apple cider vinegar? No, not the vinegar, the apple cider. Okay. okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna. What, so, what about drinking? All right, what do you got? Yeah. Well, I got two cans of this name tag lager that I just. <laughs> Speaking of uh, drinking and lager and everything, you guys ever do the the um, beer can chicken? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not only that. in the oven, but not not on a grill. But have oh. done that. Yeah. You gotta try you, it on a grill. You will totally never do it in the oven again once you've had it on a grill. What's right. the, What's the difference? What's what? I mean, I've never had beer can chicken. What's the big difference? Um, but a, a, a Weber grill is the perfect grill to do it with too. Yep. Val actually uh, gave me a recipe for it. I'll have to see if I can. I think I still. I mean, I have it. I just gotta see if I can track it down. If I can scan it in or something and send it to you. I mean, those things are so easy. You can just buy it. They they sell them at Walgreens now. You know, I mean, but what the little stands and stuff. But what's the what's the deal? I mean, what, you, uh, you, I've you never take a, had it a, a can of beer and you drink just you know a, a normal drink out of it, and then you put it in the middle of the stand thing, and then you put take the chicken and you st- you know put it on top of it, season it however you want, start your grill, put the the thing in there, and put the lid on top, and what happens is it just acts like a like a steam walk kind of thing, and it just it it, it cooks the chicken while also like keeping it moist and. The beer, the flavor of the beer just, you know, evaporates into the chicken. It's really oh. good. So you take and, the can and you, like, shove it off the, the chicken too, ha. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Right. And then you put spices and, and oil and whatever on the outside of the chicken. And so it's smoking the outside and it's steaming the inside and it it's just so good. Yeah. And every bite is just so moist and moist and moist. Moist and, and well, moist and moist. And that's for other people that don't like the word moist. And every bite has flavor in it, though. It's not. It's yeah. just like it's not like you. You know, the outside has that smoky flavor, and then maybe towards the inside, it's not quite as it's a little bit more plain. This is inside and out. It's almost like infusing it. Huh. Yep, that sounds really good. And it's very simple. And always to answer the question, always beer with your barbecue. Yeah, agreed. Same here. Well, yeah, I- that was one of the reasons I had to run out to the grocery stores. No beer, and I don't necessarily get all. I'm a craft beer guy, as we discussed in the alcohol episode, but like I'm fine in the summer. I was just drinking Landon Kugel's Summer Shandy. Hmm. Uh, Something light. 
What about you, Mike? What do you drink? Uh, I well, let's see. No, anything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's like, why? What do you got? Yeah, it's like, what do you, what, what do you have a recipe for? Um, well, it depends. Yeah, on I, what I, I know making. you, and I know you don't stick to any one drink for any one thing. So no, no. So I uh, initially, like, if I'm cooking red meat, I'm usually getting like a stout or a dark beer or like an amber uh, chicken. I'll drink a wheat or a summer shandy or a cider. Uh, you know, sometimes you know, it's gonna be what it's gonna be something in a bottle, you know, uh, some some kind of beer that kind of way but i really don't you know have my i try i try and keep it thematically but i don't have anything like specific per each meal i forgot to ask you how the uh manhattans go over man talking to you mike yeah you asked me how to make a manhattan i was like i've been preparing my whole life for this question <laughs> god jesus that was back in march yeah this when year ba- yeah when i was back in florida oh yeah that okay that went really well because i used your recipe but i kind of made them a little bit too strong <laughs> so uh, the first two drink the first uh, the first one I gave to my father-in-law and he was just kind of like sip whoa you know and that he finished that off and then went to bed the other one my um, my my mother-in-law tried it and she thought it was too too harsh she didn't like it so uh, I tried to fix it for her and my solution was to add uh, vino verde to it <laughs> which is a sparkling white wine mm-hmm. probably sweetened it up a little too sweetened it up a little she finished the whole thing it was kind of a weird evening. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> she got she yeah she enjoyed it. Um, we were actually looking for the uh, one of the things we were searching for was for a ah uh, crud I forgot the name of it. Really pop it's kind of a popular drink right now. It um keep thinking keep speak amongst yourselves I'll figure out what it is. <laughs> yeah I mean when if I'm not doing beer even sometimes with barbecue and that's the Manhattan is like my go to hard drink. Yeah. Uh, I have a nice martini on the rocks. Oh, we we were trying to make a Negroni. Oh, a Negroni. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are awful. Don't make those. (laughs) (laughs) Not not my preference, but uh, some some people do enjoy them. No, I had heard a lot about them. You know, I thought, you know, figured, you know me, I'll drink anything once, you know, so... But so why don't why don't you like a Negroni? Twice if you're buying. (laughs) Well, that's true. What's wrong with a Negroni? I don't like club soda. Oh man! See, if you can get like a flavored vodka, especially the uh, good uh, black cherry vanilla vodka, I'm trying to remember the the brand that that's like their thing. Uh, Stoli with the flavors. No, there's a specific uh, Effen uh, where hey, I think I think it's Effen that has the Effen black cherry vanilla, oh. and just that with ice and club soda. Tastes like uh, black cherry soda. And uh, ten years ago, thirtieth birthday, had that. Uh, dr- basically, drank the whole bottle. <laughs> How many people? Just uh, just me. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was a ninety degree day. Joe Abereno handed me the bottle of uh, effing black cherry and the bottle of club soda, and I just kept making drinks until there's no more vodka. <laughs> See, just sweat- sweated out the drunk. <laughs> See, Pat, here's the here's the recipe that I was using. It doesn't have any club soda in it. It's got gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. Hmm. So yeah, that's not that's not the classic Negroni that I know. Yeah, huh. that doesn't sound so bad. Campari is a little bit bitter, but it's not so bad. Yeah, it's the the recipe he's talking about is one where like if you're using vermouth, you're using vermouth rosso, and mm-hmm. it's like the only drink you use that in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what's another great drink for? Cooking out like for an uh, outdoor refreshing type of drink is a um, a salty dog. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it from your what? 
<laughs> I'm not a grapefruit fan. Grapefruit? And... Oh. Oh, you rim the it's 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 a greyhound yeah, with it's, salt it's a, on it. Um, oh, what is it what is it called? Um Greyhound. Yeah, thank you. A greyhound. Grapefruit juice and vodka or gin and then you salt the rim. Yeah, it's dude, a greyhound. Dude, I need with to salt have this. Oh, oh dude, and then you get you get a uh, a salty uh chihuahua too. You make it with tequila instead of uh vodka. Huh. Yuck. Oh dude, come on. It's delicious. Oh, that is I don't like things that make my face want to fold up. I'm like Dan Stout. <laughs> Love you, Dan. <laughs> you find out he decided to tune into this episode. It's like, eh, fucker took a shot at, a shot at me. <laughs> it's only been 30 years. What the hell? <laughs> I wake up the next morning. He's standing over my bed Rambo style. Somebody's been reading my diary. So this is a little off of the beaten path, but when it comes to like barbecue restaurants, is there anything that like you'll order at a barbecue restaurant because you can't make it at home or it's too expensive or difficult to make at home? Oh, I always like just because I like rib tips. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's totally legit. Rib tips, but they got to be like, they, you got to get them, they're meaty, just enough fat, but they got to have that little bit of... Uh, like char on them yeah ribs in general i think that it's one of those things where they can be awesome or they could just be freaking awful and there's uh especially if you do baby backs there's not enough meat on them where if they're not cooked right that it feels like you got your value out of a meal hmm. yeah I, I like rib tips and what's, what's the other thing that i had i have no idea pat what about you um i would say ribs because I mean, rib, ribs are that's that's a it's a long process if you want to do them right. Or there's this there's this place down here that has a a pork chop that is one of the best things I've ever put inside of my face. <laughs> it's like a six inch tall pork chop that they marinate for twelve hours and then um it, it goes in a in a giant rotisserie grill with a you know with a mesquite wood fire for twenty four hours and it's just it it's uh. So yeah, that that would be a thing. Like if I really wanted to have a nice pork chop, instead of making my own, I would go there. Hmm. I'm so friggin' hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I just discovered brisket. Uh, that is definitely one thing. There's also a uh, Cuban form of pork roast that they use in the Cuban sandwiches, where they do the slow roast all day with a sour orange marinade. That Ooh. I. I wouldn't even know where to start learning how to make that. Just watch Chef. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah, you'll know how to make it after that. Really? Is that that part of it? Yeah, they put they, there's a whole scene in there where um they're 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 make they, I mean it's not like a, you know an episode of watching Food Network or anything, but yeah. sure. You know enough about cooking where you can pick up what they're doing. Yeah, there's a whole scene where he and John Leguizamo are making a a, a pork butt. Nice. But, 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 but. All right, so have we said what we've come to say about cooking outside and barbecue? Yeah, I think so. Because I think the neighbor is going to be a little concerned when I go out there and light up the grill at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> the hell uh, is he doing? It's just Mike again. Go back to bed. <laughs> Y'all looking for Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, the fu- funny thing is, is you know, the, the family of 13 is moving out because they consider Mike the crazy neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And I'll stand by that. <laughs> they get mad to call in if they had internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's like making fun of the Amish. It's just a free pass. 
<laughs> what do we have on tap for next week, gentlemen? Birthdays, because someone's crossing the line. Yeah, I, I am the youngest of us. Uh, I am the only one who actually still has a three as the first digit of my age. And uh, as of next week, that will no longer be a thing. So I have uh, a three in my, my age. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be turning 40. So all of us will be in our 40s, and uh, we're going to talk about birthdays, from the birthday parties we had as a kid to what birthdays have turned into as we start dreading our eventual shuffle down that mortal coil. <laughs> Finally, the show is no longer living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're all 40 going on 14. Right on. So, uh, yeah, if you want to check out that one next week, if you have any comments that you'd like to drop to us about barbecuing, if anybody has gotten something totally wrong, if, uh, you know, something you want to yell at Joel for something that he doesn't like. Recipes you want to share. Yeah, recipes you want to share or talk about your barbecue experiences or, you know, they accidentally... Maybe if, if you're like a certain Sheboygan boy that we know, lighting the grill and blowing the lid clean off because you lit the letter, you lit it with the lid closed. You guys heard that story, right? With him? I'm just no. reeling at your run-on sentence. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no he, he blew the lid off the gas grill because he lit it with the lid closed. He turned on the gas and just let it go for a little bit, but he didn't Uh-oh. open it. And when he lit it, it blew the lid clean off <laughs> to the other side of the road. That sounds the other. like Jay. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah, call us at uh, 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah, and as always, you can find our shows at uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, our home on the web at www.40go14.com. It's .com. It's .com. Yeah, I started mixing up the uh, web address and the, uh, the Gmail address. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, till then... Happy, happy birthday. Yeah, pretty soon. And, yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go outside and not put ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, folks. Bye. I want to sit in the basement and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs>